0: Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information, brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com.
1: Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by HuntWorth Gear, performance camo wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. By Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and of duck hunters everywhere, ducks.org. And by our newest sponsor, Professional Hearing Care LLC, Of Moston, La Crosse, Westby, and Fitchburg, ProfHearingCare.com. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll look at November activities in Florence County, get a mid-season grouse hunting report, and learn how veterans can hunt and fish with Wounded Warriors United of Wisconsin. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, presented by Pappas Trading Post. Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission Archery retailer located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highways 14 and County Highway H and on the web at PappasTradingPost.com. You hear this feature every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070, that's WTSO, and anytime at all on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. That might be Lake iHeartRadio, OutdoorNews.com, and other platforms as well. And joining us once again from the Trading Post is biologist and archery guru J.C. Chamberlain. <laughs> well, uh, J- yeah, guru, I'm making you now. That uh, sounds good to me. Yeah, I've never okay. That before, but well, you're the guy people go to when they come in there with problems and questions about, you know, what's wrong with their equipment or what they're doing in the field that's not working. Am I right? Uh, absolutely. Well, then you're a guru, I guess. Well, Mr. Guru, the rut is on. What are you seeing? What are you hearing?
2: Things have been heating up. We had a few guys that were seeing deer hit the ground, you know, fairly early in the week. Personally, not much going on until, you know, right around Halloween. That's when things have started to kind of light up for us a little bit. But definitely scrapes have been hotter, seeing a little bit of chasing. It's definitely here. That's for sure.
1: Yes, uh we are seeing deer over here I know several people who've shot them Several people who've had misadventures, let's call it that A friend of mine who will go unnamed But he scored his second tree in two years with a crossbow That gets kind of expensive I think the bolt and the broadhead and the luminoc. I mean, what are we talking, 40 bucks on yeah. an arrow or something?
2: Yeah, you're probably right around that, Yeah, for sure it's a, just a casualty of war, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have those every once in a while.
3: But
4: yeah.
2: For the most part, it sounds like things have been pretty good. We haven't, knock on wood, had anybody get seriously hurt or anything yet, so that's always been a good sign. Yes. And, uh, I know definitely, you know, everybody's hitting the woods. We're kind of seeing that here, you know, a lot more... Busy in clusters,
1: <laughs> okay.
5: which
2: usually means when guys are either headed to the tree, just got out of the tree, picking up those last minute things and stuff like that, or getting things fixed or something happened, unfortunately, and you know they had a bad experience with something or something broke. It is that time of year,
1: so we're using stuff. It's going to happen. Yep, yep. Buying more arrows because you got a couple in trees. I know how that goes. So I did that once years ago myself, and took a photo of it. That was back in the cedar shaft, bare broadhead days. You may not remember those days, but a lot of listeners will.
2: Yeah, I I didn't get to participate then, but I do remember them. I've seen plenty of that equipment. Oh
1: so. yeah, yeah. Recurve uh, cedar arrow, no sight. And the tree was in the way, and what can I say? Well, what are your strategies now that the rut is on?
2: With things, you know, cranking up like that, you know, on the earlier side here yet, I still do tend to focus a little bit on, you know, where the hottest sign is. Scrapes, even though we've had moisture and stuff, the water holes seem to be still going pretty good, and there are places that, you know, when a deer's out running and moving a lot, not stopping much, you know, they're going to swing by get a drink but definitely right now mornings I would say if you have some funnels or hunt close to bedding areas or on the downwind side of those a lot of times that can be really really good this time of year Um, and then you know as the day progresses if things have been kind of quiet, well maybe slip around and find that transition or battle that typically they're going to travel through all day long. a real good time too to sit ridges a lot of the deer are just up on their feet moving and as far as time of day i think right now it really doesn't matter anytime you can be in the woods is is a good time
1: yeah i think i would agree with that um my one of my neighbors has a trail camera out that we checked because another neighbor hit a buck and we were out with a bloodhound and um, never did recover that deer but the neighbor with the camera uh, picked up probably that deer and another deer uh, one was eight in the morning on uh, saturday or sunday and the other was uh i don't know four in the afternoon on one of those two days i keep uh, getting them confused but one was a real nice eight and another was a ten and those bucks at least one of them is still walking around maybe both we don't know but they were not early early and late late they were you know what i'd call middle of uh, middle of the day really
2: yeah, for instance, up through until yeah. Halloween, I think, or at least the previous, say, four or five days before Halloween, our cameras have been re- were really, really quiet. Halloween was the first day that we actually got some pictures of a decent deer, and that one was basically 2 o'clock in the afternoon.
4: He's uh-huh. I mean,
2: just kind of out cruising around.
4: Yeah, so, yep.
2: Yeah. You know, any time you can be in the woods is a good time, and making noise, grunting, rattling, I don't like to do it a ton but it's a good time of year that even walking to the stand it sounds kind of funny but if you're walking through a bunch of leaves i mean kind of dragging your feet making a bunch of noise it may not hurt (laughs) i've called in deer doing worse things a little bit of natural noise like that isn't going to hurt i mean if you're clinking around and metal noises non-natural stuff that can really deter deer but running crashing in the leaves you know, even using a climber, you'll make a little bit of noise scraping on the tree and stuff like that going up. A lot of times, it really hasn't bothered unless they're right there. You know, I've had deer come in looking for whatever made that sound, so they're naturally curious, especially
3: this time of
1: year. Yeah, and we all know that the people climbing into a ladder stand or, like you say, using a climber and scraping on the trunk that might sound like a buck making a rub. Uh, if you walk two or three steps and stop, two or three steps and stop, the way a deer walks and grunt as you go. I know people who do that, grunt their way into the stand. And, yep. you know, you might think, well, wow, I'm giving myself away, but well, you know, if you're ready when you get there, or even before you get there, you might have a pleasant surprise.
2: Yeah, it, it very well could surprise you. I mean, I know in, in recent years, there's been at least two or three times that, you know, I've been going to a stand and Caught a little flash of deer moving or whatever, nothing that was spooked, but got up in the tree and, like, almost immediately, you know, had deer actually coming closer. Especially, like, there's been a few mornings putting Haley on the bus that I just haven't been able to get out right away and go in a few minutes later, and it's actually worked pretty well. Um had two encounters with all well, two of the bigger deer I've had encounters with in the last probably five years or so, and just never worked out.
3: Yeah,
1: but you saw them
2: but they were there you know i, mean, I had i stood <laughs> yeah. a chance one chased a doe full bore underneath me and i couldn't get him stopped the other one just chased the doe into me she happened to stop pretty much right under the tree and he just kind of stopped at 40 in the brush and walked out into the field edge you know let out a deep grunt mm. she just happened to circle back around and head back that way and just never got a shot
1: so yeah, yeah. but
2: i mean And still really good encounters just didn't happen to work out.
1: Yeah, what do you do if you, in a sense, get busted, uh, not by one that runs off, but you're walking to your stand and, oops, here comes one, or there's one standing there. Have you had success with that kind of a surprise encounter?
2: With that, I mean, again, I actually, at that point, if they've kind of noticed you, but they don't really know what you are, grunting at them, uh, even snort wheezing, that kind of thing can really work. Um, if nothing else, it'll usually pique their curiosity. It, more often than not with that, unless they're like hot on a dough or with a dough, they might booger, but I have had cases where they've been with dough and flat out had them take off and end up bedding up on top of the hill and actually getting an opportunity at them later.
6: So uh-huh.
2: a lot of times, unless you really blow them out, blow them out, just be aggressive, be vocal as far as the grunts or snort wheezes and it's actually amazing what you can get away with sometimes.
1: Yeah. All right. Well before we let you go, store hours, I would imagine they're the same now.
2: Yep, um everything's staying the same there uh Monday through Friday, ten to six and Saturday nine
1: to five. righty And we are gonna to talk to you again next week because you got one more report before the rifle season. So Get some photos together, hopefully some stories to share, and maybe some last-minute advice for folks who hunt that last week leading right up to gun season or even into gun season, because I know there are folks who will do that. they will sit in a tree with the bow.
2: Yep. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm one of those guys usually if I haven't filled by then.
1: Well, good luck, and we will talk to you again next week.
2: Yeah, good luck to yourself and everybody else out there.
1: All J.C. Chamberlain with the Madison Report from Pappas Trading Post. Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission Archery retailer on Highway 14, just west of Arena and on the web at PappasTradingPost.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full service pro shop, a 40 yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit pappastradingpost.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupey and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupey and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupey and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupey.com. And all 11 offices of u p and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me once again at kind of a routine now from home in Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, we have a new sponsor this week. All right. Good job, Dan. Prof- yes, Professional <laughs> Hearing Care, LLC. And these are the folks I got my new hearing aids from. We talked to Dr. Laura Vinopole, um a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I got the hearing aids, um, needed them for a long time, didn't pay much attention to it, or I should say lived with it, and we will be talking with her and some other folks, especially some folks who have been wearing hearing aids themselves and get their perspectives. But anyway, it's, um, it's good to be able to hear, as I you bet. and other people with good hearing know. And we're going to get her on. We're going to try to get her on again next week, just before Gun Deer season when a lot of us are going to be hearing a lot of gunshots. Well, have you been out? What have you been up to?
7: Yeah, I've been out a few times. Uh, haven't seen a lot of activity. Uh, I, I also haven't pushed the envelope yet as far as, uh, <clears throat> a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, different spots, things like that. I've really just been kind of watching camera and movement and a uh, little surprised that, uh, then my thought of that major cold front last weekend getting some deer moving really just didn't. I don't know if they were, you know, just pressured by people or what it, what it was, but I didn't see as much movement as I was hoping for um, over that the course of that weekend. But, uh, you know, there's some of the activity of you get a doe on camera and within two three minutes a buck shows up on camera right behind her you know right down that same trail some of that's really starting to increase in my area um daytime buck activity still a little light uh but uh i do know that the does have been you know uh, on their feet a little bit more in the cooler weather and and hopefully that will uh will continue and and obviously you know the rut is still going to happen regardless of how much we see during the day (laughs) but uh but it'd be nice to be able to get a chance at a buck during the day
1: yeah, well, you're in the wrong township, I think, because over here <laughs> about uh I don't know, hundred miles southwest of you, man, they've just been running all over the place. One of my neighbors um hit one with an arrow oh gosh, what was it Sunday morning and uh couldn't find it. We 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 went out with a bloodhound with a lady with a bloodhound and I'm gonna to try to get her on the deer show next year because she has found a number of deer already and there's there are a number of people who have trained dogs who will help you track a deer if you happen to hit one folks uh a lot of people know that and some people probably don't but in the course of talking to other neighbors well another neighbor had two bucks on camera probably different bucks um he saw just the other day now we're recording this friday morning unusually this time but uh, a couple of days ago, he saw five different bucks in the middle of the day. called me, and he said, there are two of them fighting in my yard, and they're heading your way. I mean, they're just all over here. huzzy um, has been hunting and has seen deer, has not had a shot. He's had a couple come in when he's looking this way, and you know how that goes. Uh, they come in behind you or something. Um, our good friend Lauren Voss over in Fond du Lac County did his... uh tree trophy again he stuck a bolt from his crossbow into a tree but then a couple of days later he stuck the bolt another bolt into a beautiful 11 pointer and he's having that deer mounted it's uh, his personal best uh, in his 70s so he's uh he's a happy camper now he's turkey hunting as you can imagine i imagine yeah yeah So, Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV has been occupying my time. The show is done. It's going to air on Bally Sports North and Wisconsin uh, and Milwaukee PBS at 9 p.m. next Thursday, the 9th of November. Maybe PBS Wisconsin. We're not sure yet. Uh, They are reviewing the show, and they're going to let me know and many community cable stations around the state 20 or 30 at least will air the show and they typically air it multiple times so we may have more or less viewers on community media stations than some of the other uh, outlets It's, it's pretty amazing and I would go over the topics but you know we don't have a lot of time for that we've got a couple of young men with Down syndrome that we're going to show uh, hunting and successfully hunting. We have um, a, a new study on pneumonia that we're helping uh, the DNR with and we're going to be uh, talking about that. And we're going to spend some time in the field with a DNR team putting collars on young elk, on uh, newborn elk calves. As part of a research project to see how they're doing. And people wonder, well, why elk in a deer show? Well, you know, a lot of deer hunters are interested in elk. So mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. going to be focusing on that. And this weekend, Dave Roll, our videographer, is up at Standing Rocks County Park in Stevens Point with a group of learn, of new hunters, a learn to hunt event. And we hope to get that on next year's show. And before we leave the deer topic, did you see Pat Durkin's recent blog post? He, he wrote about snapshot Wisconsin, which is that network of trail cameras all around the state. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you saw that, but very interesting results that deer photos, even up north, outnumber bear photos and wolf photos by a factor of many 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 times uh, mm-hmm. let me just find that real quick here I've got it, uh, I've got it
7: well, and it shouldn't to. be you know when you think of a food chain Dan uh, in order to feed predators yeah. You, yeah. Have to have <laughs> you have food, to have food right and so I mean you go down the food chain there's a whole lot more mice than there is deer you know and there, there's so yeah. on and so forth like there are just food chain setups and and wolves yes we know there's wolves up north yes we know there's bears up north are there higher populations than maybe expected goal perhaps um and obviously there's going to be larger concentrations in certain places but uh uh but they got to have something to eat and they're they're not eating themselves and uh yeah. uh so yeah there there's definitely deer up there
1: yeah yeah and uh, the, the just to summarize it uh, for every wolf photo there were five bear photos and 426 deer photos so uh, that tells you that yeah like you say there are more mice and more deer and uh, that's a good thing because the predators got to eat something but they leave a lot for us well coming up Florence County Economic Development Director Eric Prince invites us to hunt deer speaking of deer in Florence County and there's no CWD there yet folks And the Rough Grouse and American Woodcock Society's Midwest and Upper Great Lakes Conservation Director John Steigerwald is going to report on grouse and woodcock hunting so far. It's looking good so far this year. And Otto Reitz is back. He's the founder and CEO of Wounded Warriors United of Wisconsin. He's inviting us to a free broad fry sponsored by Walker Forge at Brood, a coffee house in Clintonville. That's coming up November 9th. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio.
8: Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle Li from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, Echomap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery, all packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today.
1: Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full service pro shop, a 40 yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit pappastradingpost.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba,
7: and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90 plus years and your continued support of our local family owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids, big and small. We have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs.
0: Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Joining me again now is a regular guest on our show, Otto Reitz. He's the founder and president of Wounded Warriors United of Wisconsin. Their website is WoundedWarriorsUnitedWI.org. They're located in rural Gleason, Wisconsin, and they're building a retreat for Wisconsin veterans and their families At Country Haven Farm. Otto, thanks for joining us and welcome back.
5: Well, thanks for having us back on the air. Appreciate it.
1: You bet. Last time we talked, you had just received delivery of your new Can Am Defender 4x4. How's that vehicle working for you?
5: Uh, We're excited. We had an opportunity to use it for the first time last weekend. Worked out great. I received a phone call from a Vietnam veteran, a gentleman that I've worked with in the past. He's a Purple Heart recipient and asked if I could take him and his great-grandson out bow hunting for the first time. We went out and set a double blind up, and they got to go out and do some bow hunting. Unfortunately, they didn't get one, but that's part of hunting. But they did see deer, and his great-grandson had a blast. He was 12 years old, and he was all excited. That defender came in perfect for that. He has a hard time walking anymore, so he could jump in that. We took him right to the blind, and it was a short walk for him to get into the blinds. Yeah, the Defender is doing its job.
1: Wonderful. What other hunts have you got coming up?
5: We leave next week on the 10th for Montana on a mule deer hunt. I'm taking three veterans out there.
1: The 10th, you're leaving, but on the 9th, you've got another event coming up. Tell us
4: about it.
5: Yes, it was put together by one of the veterans that is volunteering time on the farm and and got to know each other. His sister-in-law works at Walker Forge and wanted to see if Walker Forge would be interested in working with us. And Will Walker, the vice president and owner of Walker Forge, said that they would like to put together a brat fry for us. And uh, They're doing a phenomenal job. They've got a 50-50 raffle. They've got raffle baskets, live music. It's going to be a fun day.
1: Okay, now this will be in Clintonville, Wisconsin, right? But not at Walker Forge itself, right?
5: going to be at Brood A Coffee Shop on Main Street in Clintonville and it's going to go from 10 to 5 and there'll be, like I said, live music and raffles going on the whole day.
1: Alright, now is this something we need to pre-register for if someone wants to come out there?
5: No, you do not. Just, just show up and have fun. Eat, eat lots of brats.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your connection with Walker Forge?
5: I have absolutely no connection with Walker Forge. One of the veterans that we work with has been out just looking for raffle items. And his sister-in-law actually works at Walker Forge. And he asked if they would be interested in getting involved with our organization. And she took him right into Will Walker's office. And that's kind of how the whole thing evolved from there.
1: Now, you have relationships with other businesses and other groups in your area and actually throughout the state, don't you? a lot of different
5: groups who we're with throughout the state, a lot of different motorcycle groups, CBMAs, groups like that, that put on bike poker runs for us to raise money for that. Waterloo Gun Club every year puts on a big fundraiser for us and they've already scheduled this year's fundraiser for May 11th and that's open to the public. It's a trap shoot, skeet shoot. And every year they raise about $6,000 for us.
1: Fantastic. You take veterans on these hunts How do they get in touch with you? How do you find them?
5: Facebook is our biggest way that we connect with the veterans in Wisconsin. A lot of veterans are told about us. They follow us on Facebook then, and then they go to our website, and they fill out a veteran participation form. And on that form, it has questions like where you live and what are your interests in the outdoors is it hunting, fishing, camping. And every application that comes through comes through my desk first and I personally call each veteran up, get a chance to know them, put them in our database, and tell them to follow us on Facebook because that's where we announce all of our hunting and fishing trips that come up and when to sign up for them.
1: Okay, and I imagine you've got a waiting list for some of these hunts.
5: Some of the hunts we have to do a drawing because we have so many people sign up for them.
1: Are you adding outings and opportunities?
5: year we, we try to add more fishing events, hunting trips, which takes a lot of work to make a lot of phone calls to find the right people that are willing to donate a hunt or a fishing trip or discount it that we we can afford to do it. Uh, next year already we're, we're lined up. Uh, we're going to be adding, which will be an annual hunting trip. It will be to Wyoming for antelope.
1: Very nice. We will hope that some of our listeners in the area, or even across the state, people travel now, might come and have a cup of coffee or a brat with you on November 9th. So I hope you have a good turnout and raise a lot of money to keep your project going.
5: I appreciate it. I hope they do.
1: Thank you so much, and good luck this hunting season. Good luck on your western hunt. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. That was Otto Reitz. He is the founder and president of Wounded Warriors United, Wisconsin. Their website is WoundedWarriorsUnitedWI.org. As we have said, they have an event coming up on November 9th at Brood, a coffee shop in Clintonville, Wisconsin. You can learn about it on their website or their Facebook page. It's sponsored by Walker Forge of Clintonville. So I hope you can help them raise some funds for their events. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio.
0: Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio, I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV, UTV trails, and much more. You can learn all about opportunities there at exploreflorencecounty.com. And joining us now for our monthly chat about what's going on in Florence County is Eric Prince. He's the Director of Economic Development, and we welcome him back. Eric, thanks for joining us again. Hey, thanks for having me again. You bet. We are recording this early in the week, and you said there's some snow in the air and on the ground, eh?
9: Yeah. Woke up to about half inch, three-quarter of an inch. I wasn't quite expecting it, but I guess when you live in northern Wisconsin, you have to expect it.
1: Yes, indeed. And I'm in west central Wisconsin. We had a dusting and there's supposed to be more on the way, but we all know it's coming sooner or later, but it brings opportunities to have fun in a different season outside. And I know you have lots of opportunities for that. Your ski hill, of course, that won't open for a while, but Kai's Peak, that's a big feature there, isn't it?
9: Yeah, it is. And you know what? It's it's probably going to be sooner than you think. I think they started going snow Right around the first or second week of December last year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's right around the corner. I mean, it's hard to believe that we've already gone through all the colors over the last few weeks. Yeah. And then we had the snow. So, yeah, but you know what? Snow on the ground is a good thing, especially with uh, deer season coming up. It's easier to track and see the deer. And, you know, I think it's welcome for the hunters. For sure. And, yeah, even when you're driving down the road and and, uh, growth pops out in front of you, I think it's welcome. I'm not interested in, like, 12 to 18 inches anytime soon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so, that, that can wait. But no, I agree. Right. The snow is something that deer hunters look forward to. I've actually been out in the field a couple times with friends who have had shots at deer and in one case hit one and couldn't find it and they brought a dog in and the dog gave us a signal that, man, nah, that deer's still alive. So if there had been snow, we might have been able to track it. But yeah, we might have, yeah. might have had a better chance. Now, speaking of Kai's Peak, you post either on your website or your Facebook page. I think it's on Facebook, isn't it? You go up there every so often, and you walk around, and I've enjoyed those posts that you video and essentially record. You this morning at Kai's Peak. That's kind of a neat feature
9: drive by there on the way into work and I wanted to kind of stay on top of fall colors because there's a lot of folks that really get into that and it's beautiful up here you just have to stay on top of it because one weekend they're all there and they're popping and the next weekend the rain and the wind pull a lot of the leaves off for the people that were traveling up to enjoy Florence County I just wanted to stay in front of it actually in bringing back our YouTube channel and I want to do get more videos out there. and There's gonna be a variety of videos about UTV, ATV, snowmobiles. I'm also gonna have one for our businesses for economic development. We're actually shooting some videos of some of our local companies right now. And they're really well done. We have some super stories of some small companies up here. We don't have any mega companies up here. You know, we don't have something with five, 6,000 employees, but we have some really fun stories with some individuals that have started out companies and they're being very successful. So I'm excited about that. So our YouTube channel, I'm pushing that more and more. As a matter of fact, I shared a link on our Facebook page and people can go to it and I'd love to see people subscribe and see what we have going on. I really want to be active and share what all we have going on in Florence County, whether it be economic development or tourism. We do have a lot going on here, so I want to keep everybody informed.
1: Yes, and that's a great way to do it And there's a link to all that info on your ExploreFlorenceCounty.com page as well Your website, right?
9: Right I'm actually doing more and more updates on that There'll be more updates on TravelWisconsin.com too I'm working on that Social media is keeping me kind of busy right now
1: Ha ha, I'll bet So you are a, a contributor, I suppose, to the tourism site for colors Which are past us now, but snow depth and that kind of thing, right?
9: me right now I'm the one that's keeping that stuff updated as well as I can
1: okay well now we know that the deer hunting season the bow season is going on right now and the rifle season is coming up in just a couple of weeks but you had a youth hunt uh k-a-m-o camo which is kids and mentors outdoors I believe that was a pheasant hunt wasn't it
9: it was I actually made a run out there to see to see the kids and talk to some of the volunteers and they absolutely had a great day. It was a little windy, but it was beautiful. All the kids got birds. They had a great day. As a matter of fact, my buddy Terry said, I've never seen so many kids that were as accurate as this group. I think they had 22 or 23. They actually had one gentleman that came out with his dog, and he had five kids with him that drove over 100 miles to come to the event. This group just worked so hard, and they do such a great job with the kids. If you don't know anything about camel, look it up. Come and visit. It's a free event. I think the next thing that they have going on is going to be in February. They have the Ice Fishing Derby that's put on by what used to be Lefts is now the 101, and they do it the same day. It's a lot of fun, so keep an eye out for that on
7: exploreflorencecounty.com.
1: Yes, and uh, CAMO itself, Kids and Mentors Outdoors, they have their own website for all their events around the state, and it's CAMO with a K k a m o kids dot org so people can learn about what they're doing elsewhere if they can't make it up to Florence county. Well, that's great. That's amazing that every kid got a bird. I mean, I've been on many, many pheasant hunts where you know not everybody gets one, and um that that's wonderful right. that was a great experience. well, speaking of wonderful i understand your high school football team there is doing well this year
9: oh boy. I've had the opportunity to be a spotter up in the booth for the announcer and wow <laughs> the bobcats are doing some great they have uh, seven seniors they have they have a great group of young men and they made it into the semifinals for eight-man football it coming up on Friday night they'll be playing in Wapaca against oakfield yeah that game starts at seven in Wapaca so go bobcats good luck to the whole team but I have to tell you, there's a couple of those guys on that team. It's amazing how fast, how strong they are. And in a small community like Florence, it's it's pretty awesome to see all the the people that turn out to the game. So, uh, again, go Bobcats. Good luck, guys.
1: Yes, fantastic. Well, let's talk about other events. You've got a canine raffle that's been going on since August, I believe, and that ends right on the uh, right when deer season opens. Uh, tell us about that.
9: Yep. Uh, Florence County K-9 unit. They do this annual raffle and they're getting close to being sold out of all their tickets. Yeah. They have six different guns. It's a variety of rifles and shotguns. They display them at a variety of different taverns, eateries around the county. You can buy the tickets or you can even get the tickets at the cop shop. The drawing is at the CNR bar on Sunday, November 19th at seven o'clock. You don't have to be present to win it goes towards our canine unit we you know we have a couple of wonderful dogs and their handlers and they do a great job i eric and nate do a great job with with the dogs and and it's you know being here in such a large area when you're on duty and say it's two o'clock in the morning on sunday morning and you have a stop out in the middle of nowhere with the click of a button they have that dog come out of the car if they need help yes it's like having it's, it's having a partner you know so um it's it's pretty amazing story it's Great when you have a chance to talk to them and find out, you know, how attached they are. It's the dog is part of their life and you know, it, it's, it's for a good cause.
1: Yes, absolutely. I've seen the Vernon County canine, uh, dog in action, not in real life action, but in a demo at a kids event this summer. And, uh, yeah, if you're a bad guy, you don't want to be on the receiving end of that hundred pounds of canine fury. And if you're the officer, I mean, that's your best friend. Absolutely. But you got a couple other things coming up. The annual hunter's dinner. On November sixteenth.
9: Masonic Lodge number two two two. They do a Hunter's Supper every year on the Thursday night before opening day. It's at the Florence Community Center, which is right on Central Ave in downtown Florence. Twelve bucks for adults, six bucks for kids. It's an all you can eat chicken and spaghetti dinner with salad and milk, coffee juice, desserts. And it's a fundraiser for the Dan McLean Scholarship for really well performing students to help them with schooling. It's for a good cause. Masonic Lodge does a really nice job. Hey, it's all you can eat. So You know, fatten yourself up on Thursday night before going and getting yourself set up on Friday for the deer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good plan. And speaking of Friday for deer, uh, we've got a couple weeks before the season. If somebody decides between now and then, well, you know, I think I'd like to try a new place, maybe hunt some of that vast public land that you have up there. Are they going to find lodging? Are they going to be able to get a place if they call soon?
9: They better call soon. You know what? We have a lot of VRBOs. We have a lot of Airbnbs. We do have the Nicolay Lodge. We have the bed and breakfast in town. There's a variety of places. Listen, if somebody wants to come up and try Florence County and they're looking for a place, they can certainly call me or send me an email. There's a listing on exploreflorencecounty.com that I keep updated along with the health department. So you just go to our website, click on lodging, and you can search what it is that you're looking for. And if you can't find anything, you know, by all means, like I said, give me give me a call. And I'll do my best. You know, it may be that you'd have to go and maybe stay in Iron Mountain or over in Crystal Falls on the Michigan side. But, you know, we want you to come and enjoy yourself and enjoy our beautiful forest and what we have to offer here. There's plenty of property to be hunting on, and hopefully we'll have weather that is cordial
1: yes I hope so too well gosh there are a couple more things that we could talk about but I think we'll save them until next time we'll just tease them Christmas in Florence December 2nd we'll talk before then I hope and I want to ask you about the Kai's Peak Mud Runs raffle and, uh, and also what waterfalls might look like in winters jot those down as something we can talk about later this month or early next month
9: yeah that's fantastic one last thing Dan I want to mention the Wild River's Interpretive Center, which is our visitor center on the corner of Highway 2 and Route 70. The ladies, we have a whole new staff. They're doing a great job. They have all sorts of hunter knives and hats and all sorts of stuff. They have Christmas gifts, but they've brought all sorts of product. They've changed the face of the place. So if you're looking for something, they have maps, trail maps, all, all that stuff available for your information to come up and enjoy Florence County.
1: Fantastic. Well, Eric, thank you so much. Lots going on there, as there always is, and we will catch up with you again in a few weeks.
5: Sounds great. Thanks for lot, Dan.
1: Yes, sir. Eric Prince is the Director of Economic Development for Florence County. You can learn all about things we've talked about and more at exploreflorencecounty.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio.
6: RGS.
3: Get ready now for 2024 with the official Outdoor News Sportsman's Calendar. Whether it's hunting, fishing, or finding your local sports show, this collectible calendar has it all. Stay ahead with moon phases, peak fish and wildlife activity times, and more, all surrounded by original images from the nation's top wildlife artists. Now available in multiple states, including Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Illinois, all the way to New York. Supplies are limited, so get yours today at OutdoorNews.com.
4: Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR.
1: Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews & Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com.
0: Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information, Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
1: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio, I'm Dan Small. The Rough Grouse and American Woodcock Societies have been improving forest habitat for these and other species for more than 60 years, and they've been a longtime sponsor of Outdoors Radio. You can learn more at RuffedGrouseSociety.org. And joining us for our monthly update on what's going on in the grouse and woodcock world is John Steigerwald. He's the Great Lakes and Upper Midwest Forest Conservation Director for RGS and AWS. John, welcome back and thanks for joining us. Good to be back as always. You have been a busy guy traveling for meetings and I think doing a little hunting. What can you tell us about hunting (laughs) in the last month or so here in the upper Great Lakes area.
10: Yeah, I've been a busy guy uh, traveling out, out to New York for an eastern grouse meeting of the state agencies in the eastern United States, as well as our national hunt in Minnesota in the month of October. We're getting towards middle part of the season. We're starting to see a transition in the woods, a change in the woods as far as leaf fall. Finally, our, our leaves are falling off our trees, and, and rough grouse are eking into slightly different habitats right now. If you're out there pursuing them, this is the time of year where you start to see the rough grouse move out of the relatively young aspen and moving more into the, the mid-aged aspen forests, usually with like a, a hazelnut brushy understory component. Definitely, with the snowfall we've gotten this past week that's, that's sticking around in parts of the North Woods, uh, at least temporarily, you might see the rough grouse moving more into that conifer component within those aspen stands, those hardwood stands. Definitely, we're at like a transitional period. Of course, as always, RGS, you know, we're advocates of healthy forest management, diverse forest management, and how we approach diversity of, in spectrum of forest management. And one of the reasons why we profess diverse forests is this time of year right now, where rough grouse using relatively diverse forests because of some of these changes in the season, changes in the climate. But I'm uh, hunting out there. I've heard multiple good reports as far as the rough grouse uh, hunting numbers, the flushing numbers this year. Probably going to be relatively on par with the past several years we've seen in in Wisconsin. Really positive numbers came out of Minnesota, and we can touch on that, talking about the the national grouse and woodcock hunt. But myself, I can say I've still, even with all my travel, I've managed to get in the woods a little bit and get my dog some miles under her paws.
1: Well, good. Well, you mentioned the national hunt, and that's held up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota every year. How did it go this year, and what's the report?
10: So this was the 41st annual national grouse and woodcock hunt. Uh, it was on October 12th and 13th. There were 99 rough grouse harvested on Thursday of the event, and 65 harvested on Friday of the event for a total of 164 grouse. That compares to 2022 total grouse harvested, that we had 130 rough grouse harvested, and the, the past five-year average was 113 birds harvested. So we were actually we we're slightly above our five-year average. Uh, As far as the number of grouse harvested, we did actually have fewer participants this year. So actually, it does represent a pretty good increase in the number of birds harvested. Hunter success was about 1.24 birds harvested per day per hunter. Now, this was a 61% increase over 2022 and the past seven-year average, where we had 0.78 grouse per hunter per day. So grouse were up considerably in Minnesota I think if you get out there, and people want to travel to Minnesota. Hunting is still 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 on fire from, from the anecdotal reports I, I hear from field. Gross recruitment, based upon birds harvested, uh, was basically 4.2 juvenile birds per adult female that were harvested at the national hunt, uh, which was less than half the level observed during the 2022 hunt, but is only slightly lower than than the long-term average at 5 five juvenile birds per adult female quite a bit different story though from the woodcock numbers we can i think dive a little bit deeper into that there were 143 woodcocks harvested on thursday of the event and 121 harvested on friday of the event for a total of 264 birds harvested during two days that was a 17 percent increase uh, over birds harvested in 2022 and nearly identical to the five-year average of 268 birds, Um, there were a total of uh, 1,215 total woodcock flushes reported, which was up 22% um, of the number reported in 2022. Um, Hunter success was about two woodcock harvested per hunter per day, which was above the the past seven year average of 1.8 birds. But one of the troubling statistics was the woodcock recruitment based upon birds that were harvested. There are 0.7 juvenile birds per adult female, which was down 42% from levels observed in 2022 and down 50% from the long-term average of 1.4 juvenile birds per adult female per year. So a little bit concerning results from Woodcock, but I guess not too surprising when we zoom out and look at what has happened the past two years. Uh, Woodcock have kind of had a hard time with some of the weather conditions we've had the past two years. Of course, we had that snow cover in northern Wisconsin this year right as the Woodcock were migrating. So it definitely creates a a difficult situation for Woodcock as they're migrating. Same thing happened last year about this time. We had uh, even more snow last year. I remember driving on Highway 70 and the road being the only place that was plowed and seeing woodcock in the middle of this early snowfall kind of creates those difficult conditions as the birds are trying to migrate and if you recall earlier this spring we had a really warm spring a lot of birds migrated north and we were hit with some really late spring snowfall conditions yep and that definitely impacted birds across the range we do know from some of the woodcock migration studies that woodcock and other migratory birds will move back out when we get those snowfall conditions but it puts extra stress on the birds. They're, they're burning fat reserves that are in low supply. So not good conditions overall leading into the, the spring nesting season. We do anecdotally think that there probably was a, a very poor nesting conditions and recruitment this spring that fed into our the recruitment data that we saw in our national hunt data. You're know, adding insult to injury, you know, we did have also some drought conditions. This year.
1: Yes, so for sure. It's
10: a little bit concerning from that front because nearly all of the woodcock's diet is earthworms.
4: Mm-hmm. So
10: when we have these really dry conditions, the ground gets a little bit hard panned, we don't have earthworms near the surface, woodcock use their beak and probe into the soil, they have a more difficult time probing into the soil, finding those invertebrates. Mm-hmm. I will say one of the positive things we have seen from birds harvested probably a little more anecdotally at this point, but surveyed a lot of hunters to come up with this conclusion, and birds harvested myself, is we're seeing a very unusual amount of very fat woodcock mm-hmm. this fall. A lot of birds just really stuffed full of fat. I would antiquate them to being the corn-fed deer of the upland game bird world. I think we had, going into the woodcock flight, a warm-up condition. It seemed like uh slightly warmer and wetter fall than normal and the woodcock migration seemed to be pushed off by about a week to two weeks. I think there's just that extra time. Woodcock were just further up north, still gorging themselves on earthworms, preparing themselves for that migration. So a lot of fat, healthy woodcock flying south, and hopefully that means good survival as they continue their migration and we'll have to see what the numbers look like next year. Pray for good conditions.
1: That is a very thorough report, and I think some people <laughs> would just listen to those numbers and say, oh my God, hundreds of grouse and woodcock shot over two days. That's a massacre, but it really, it's really much more in-depth research that you're able to conduct when you have that kind of harvest over a, a brief period of time, isn't it?
10: The real value of the National grussel Woodcock Hunt is that it's the 41st year we've been conducting it, and we've been gathering this data for 41 years.
4: Mm -hmm.
10: So we have a, a really long data set that we can compare to and compare and contrast, like the drumming surveys that are conducted by the state agencies, Minnesota DNR, Wisconsin DNR, Michigan DNR, and make comparisons beyond just is the population going up? Is it going down? We can actually do a little bit more deep dive into the recruitment ratio and expand that data to see kind of what is maybe happening with, with uh, those populations acutely as well as over the long term. It's a really good data set that we've been gathering for a long time.
1: Yes, it is, and it's great that you can report that to us and folks can learn more by going to your website. Now, before we let you go, there is a new partnership with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Can you tell us briefly about that?
10: Yeah, our guests, we we signed a uh, three-year partnership with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation in the past several weeks. What this is going to mean for this partnership is that our guests, we've done a really good job over the past few years, building out our conservation delivery staff. So we've got a lot of staff in in the Great Lakes region. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation has done a really good job of fundraising for wildlife habitat and conservation. And we're marrying our resources together, and we're going to help Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation spend some of their um, money that they've raised on habitat work here in the Great Lakes region.
1: All right. Well, John, thank you so much for that report. We have one more RGS report yet this year, and you and I talked about possibly getting one of your other staff members involved in that, one of the forest habitat biologists, and I certainly look forward to that. But we appreciate all the information you've shared with us this year and in past years, as as long as we've been talking with you. So thank you so much, and and have a, a good rest of your fall hunting season, especially your gun deer season, which is coming up real soon. It
10: is coming up very soon. Thank you.
1: You bet. John Steigerwald is the Great Lakes and Upper Midwest Forest Conservation Director for the Rough Grouse and American Woodcock Societies. You can learn more about everything we've talked about here online at roughgrousesociety.org. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio.
4: Attention future hunters. Hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR.
3: Get ready now for 2024 with the official Outdoor News Sportsman's Calendar. Whether it's hunting, fishing, or finding your local sports show, this collectible calendar has it all. Stay ahead with moon phases, peak fish and wildlife activity times, and more, all surrounded by original images from the nation's top wildlife artists. Now available in multiple states, including Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Illinois, all the way to New York. Supplies are limited, so get yours today at OutdoorNews.com.
6: RGS.
8: Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle Li from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery, all packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today.
9: Florence County Forestry and Parks is happy to announce their new online registration system for access to our Lake Emily and West Bass Lake campgrounds, pavilions, boat launch yearly passes, and information on the Peak Ski Lodge. FlorenceCountyParks.com is the site. It's currently live for you to see how it functions, and you can set up your account sign-in for when you're ready to reserve sites starting on January 1st, 2024. So check out FlorenceCountyParks.com and get ready for 2024.
0: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
7: Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And they're having uh, winterizing supplies. They've got them in stock. You can uh, get over there. And uh, they can even do the job for you if you, you know, are running, running short on time. Check their website for details. Uh, we're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camelware at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com, by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of our show and of duck hunters everywhere at ducks.org, and by Professional Hearing Care, LLC of Mauston, La Crosse, Westby, and Fitchburg, uh, professionalhearingcare.com.
1: And if our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, is not airing in your area now, you can watch past episodes at Milwaukee PBS, and the Deer Hunt Wisconsin show for this year will be posted very soon, and shows from past years are archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel.
7: And our show is online at uh, LakeLink. Go to lake-link.com. You can download this show. Also listen to past shows, take it with you. And you can find us on Outdoor News as well, outdoornews.com slash podcast. Find Dan on social media at Dan Small Outdoors. Follow me at Hardwater Jeff.
1: And just a couple of DNR items. There are new CWD positives in Polk and Trempolo counties, the first in both counties. And that triggers a baiting and feeding ban in Polk County. It's already in effect in Trempolo. And the DNR reminds you to have your deer tested for CWD. You never know where it's going to pop up. And if you're interested in sharptail grouse, there's a public meeting to review the draft sharptail grouse management plan. Wednesday, November 8th at the DNR Service Center in Spooner. Details online. Just type in Sharptail Grouse in the keyword section there on the DNR website. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes and look for updates on his performances like the one this week just a couple days ago in Duluth at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, get out in your blind and see if you can get one of those deer And, folks, you get outside this weekend. Be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. In the coffee can, honey, I'll be true.